What is there to talk about? I have no idea. Uh, I'm sure there are things going on in the world. You think? Oh, by the way, welcome back to what happened to us after our another week break with mm. Nate, Sam, and Hugh. Nate and Hugh here right now. Sam might be joining us. We. It's always an adventure, always a mystery. We'll, we might be surprised, we might not. Who knows? We'll go for it. I though. apologize for missing last week. Had some had some car, car it's a, issues. It's not a big deal. It's, it's what happens when we decide to record on Wednesdays. Is it doesn't give us that leeway, I mm. think, of like, oh no. And then still there was madness on my end. So I couldn't record Tuesday last week. So it's like... It happens. And then we tried to do Thursday, but you had stuff to do on Thursday, so... I did, I did, yeah. My car, my car issues spelt, spilt over? Spilled? Spilled? Spelt, spelt over. I'm going to just say spelt. Okay. Uh, yeah, evidently replacing the battery of a somewhat newer car, specifically a German one, uh, is a pain in the ass. Really? It's I'm huge, shocked by that. Huge pain in the ass. Uh, are you? Are you being facetious? I am I'm being semi-facetious, but no, I'm... I'm somewhat surprised by that it's you know it's still you know it's usually expensive because it's a german car uh yeah well here's the thing is that uh so i had the it was original battery for an eight-year-old eight-year-old car which is that's a that's a she had a solid run yeah uh but then evidently bmw has a fun trick where you have to use their batteries Right. Or if not their batteries, you have to still take it in for them to program and register the battery to the car. Oh. Otherwise, the car does not recognize the battery. So that was, and my car was so dead because battery's dead. Had to, I thought I was going to have to get it towed. Turned out it could, because it was dead in front of the house for like a week. Mm. Um, but turns out uh, it took a charge. And miss, amazingly, AAA had the correct battery. But again, I still had to take it to BMW because as soon as he put the oh, and uh, BMW does a fun thing where uh, not only is the battery very specific, it's built in this sort of encasing in the trunk. Of oh the car, god, yeah. um, that is so complicated. The AAA guy nearly gave up halfway through. He's like, I don't, I don't. He actually said, I don't understand why they do it this way. This makes no sense. Ah, the, uh, the Germans having fun with you. Yes, yeah, so you know what? They're they're not great for everything, but uh, engineering. They always had engineering down until uh, until it came to a battery placement. Until it, well, no, no, they they this see this is still good business for them because they had to. I had to pay them uh, either true. way, eh. either way. Uh, and it was wild. It was wild. Once I replaced the battery uh, at a at a uh, car garage. Uh, the AAA guy didn't have the battery on him, so even though he jumped the car. So I had to follow him to his garage, and uh, the w- the wild drive after post battery being installed to BMW when the computers none of the computers worked. That was wild. Mm. Like nothing, nothing worked. No display, nothing. Oh, so you didn't so have I, like a I was, did you have a speedometer? Or is it an old school speedometer? Or is it it's electronic? A, okay? I had the speedometer because that, that's I and I'm curious for newer cars that do have like all, everything digital, but like nothing else worked. No clocks, no nothing. Uh, so that was fun. So that was my day, and it spilled into the next day. So that is why, um, in the rambling way, that is why we did not record last week. Uh, my apologies. Were... My apologies to all. You know, we only missed out on the few things, like Matt Reif getting offended by a plastic surgeon making uh, a joke. Which uh, I thought, it, did you well, hear that was like, the that was like a 
sub. Uh, well, I heard about that story where hmm. the uh, like he was. Did he work? He he. Something about the his face, like well, a jawline like, or something. He's like to do all that work for the greatest jawline of all time for only to be canceled. No, he didn't say a name. No, <laughs> but it was it was. Uh... But Matt Reif made a comment about it. That's yeah, what, that, that caused he, the controversy. Well, not controversy, he, but uh... he told he told on himself. Yes, he told on himself. because Matt Reif has been dealing with dogging like these uh, accusations of having plastic surgery, which I don't think he's actually leaned into. I don't think he's actually admitted to. But you could you could tell. There's, there's yeah, been some work done. It feels like allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- well, allegedly, is it alleged anymore? But yeah, this the doc, uh, the man from the some sort of doctor's office, surgeon's office, hmm. made made that. I don't know if he was the surgeon himself. I don't recall. I saw the video, um, but yeah, he basically that was a very specific, not a subtweet. I'm not entirely sure. You know, that's the 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 he real life version so. of a subtweet when you like talk about somebody without mentioning them. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the fact that Matt Rife responded to it was pretty telling. Because he did the doctor, all he really did say, like you said, is, you know, all this work for the greatest jawline ever, and he gets canceled. So it was like, hmm, who who may have had a recent surgery, facial surgery that got canceled? Yeah, but supposedly the, that doctor, because he couldn't take a joke, Matt Reif, sent him a helmet with an extended chin strap. The, wait, the doctor sent it to Matt Reif, or yeah. Matt Reif sent it to the doctor? No, oh, the funny. doctor sent it to Matt Reif to follow up with Matt Reif's response to people who were offended by his oh his the helmet the, the helmet, helmet right, yep. right 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 um so i will i will say that you know uh hipaa is a is a term that keeps get getting thrown around when it comes to medical information and it's been used mostly incorrectly oh you think uh, oh yeah like the from from the the right mostly really? where they, what? they, they seem, don't understand no, what the hippocratic they, oath is well they also don't they they still don't understand the first amendment so i don't i don't expect them to understand much of anything but yeah oh. the, the they they declare that whenever uh, medical information is released whether it's athletes or anything that or trump's weight and height uh, they think that that is a HIPAA violation, which it's not. However, this one was perilously, perilously, per, per, perilously. I can't talk today. Um, oh, that's good because we're on a podcast and there's no video going on. Uh, yeah, I can't talk good. Uh, this one was very close to an actual HIPAA violation because a medical procedure, the doctor making jokes and mentioning a patient without mentioning a patient. That actually would be a HIPAA violation because where it's not is if Matt Reif himself admitted to this procedure. That is not HIPAA. Or a third party. If a third party, like a reporter, gets the information somehow, also not a HIPAA violation because it has to come from the doctor. This one came from the doctor, so that was very close. But it wasn't his doctor, so. Yeah, but it's still dangerously close. The the man was playing with fire. Uh, But again, I don't. I don't have any sympathy for, in fact, fan of the show and the loved beloved family member, my cousin Christina texted me saying she and her husband tried to watch the special Oh, and made it, uh, I believe about 20 minutes. And she said it was incredibly unfunny. So they just gave up. It wasn't even that it was like insulting or demeaning or anything. They They were just, yeah, that's honestly, that's we, like we talked about. You humor standups can do dark thing like dark humor and may I mean I don't like domestic violence jokes but they can be done well like like we discussed with like an Anthony Anthony Jeselnik if there's like some point behind it or they're trying to make some sort of bigger point 
but um, just doing it for a dumb laugh, even though it didn't even say I didn't watch it, but it sounded like he didn't even get that much of a dumb laugh. Like it sounded like the audience was not incredibly receptive to it. No, that's the thing. It's always the, you know, it's one thing to say I'm being canceled. It's like, and just pointing out the two really, really bad jokes. But overall, like it wasn't that people were like, oh, I'm offended by this. It's just like, this was not funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, for someone who's like got a world tour and it's like everyone's working off his crowd work from TikTok. Uh, if you don't have good jokes and the fact that he stole a cup of jokes, supposedly. Mm, that, yeah. The, the, the two biggest crimes at, for a stand-up comic are one, I mean, one, not being funny. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, no matter how, how edgy your material is, if you're not funny, that's, that's, you know, that's a big knock against you, but, it, but stealing jokes is up there too. You do not steal jokes Mm-mm. and, and stealing jokes and they're still not funny. Wow. Wow. I mean, like even even Chappelle, like uh, I as much as I, I loved Chappelle, I don't like him as much. But like even all the transphobic and everything, like the stuff that he did more recently in his newer specials, people would have given him a little bit more leeway on it if they were actually funny. But it, he wasn't even funny. Hmm. Like it was just mean. No, it was. Yeah, it's just on a you know, that's what it is. So yeah, so I will I will not be watching his special. Um, if anybody out there is gonna watch it in 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 its entirety and wants to give a rundown, I don't really care. Actually, don't tell me about it. Uh, I just hope I hope that if he is in fact canceled, which I doubt he will be, because he'll he'll take this this uh, newfound fame for a spin on the, in the in the right wing, uh, you know, oh. I've been canceled victimhood thing like i'm sure if he has not yet been on rogan he will soon uh would to tell about how he's being treated so unfairly oh absolutely uh, and then the, and then they'll turn it into a first amendment thing which again not how the first amendment works no it's it's, a, it's funny it's it's that they they seem to get a grasp of the second amendment though not really but they take the second amendment quite literally yet the first amendment completely nah, don't care uh, it turns out he was on the Joe Rogan experience back in September since 12th, this, 23. So not since then. So the scandal had not really happened yet. No, I don't even know when it, I don't even know when a special was released. Again, like I've mentioned several times, I had never heard of this man yeah. until like three weeks ago. Now I have known it about him because I was living with someone who works in comedy. So it was like, ah, and yes. is friends with, you know, the guy enough where, you know, they know each other, and they. She worked on his commercial with Ashton Kutcher and Mila. Mm. So, you know, why yeah, am I blanking on Mila's last name? What's that? Is it? Uh, what's her face? Kunis. Kunis. Mila Kunis. Yes, yes, yes. Man, they they kind of fell off the radar a little bit. I well, guess they're going the through heat, their the, own issues. It turns the, out the heat the heat was strong, so they kind of were like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna back away. It's a uh, it's a bit more than that. Um, they're they're too they're fighting over how how they should be handling their their backlash from the Danny Masterson thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, but they they sort of their 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 immediate strategy was to just lay low, which actually is a strategy that generally works. Uh, like I don't have a I I have no doubt that if James Franco were to attempt to come back now, because he did the old not apologizing for behavior, he just disappeared. Yeah, and if you if you were to come back, I don't think it's. I mean, there's certainly a lot of people that would not forget, but after a certain amount of time, people sort. I mean, hell, look at Louis C.K. Yeah, he's back. 
Yeah. Like he, I mean, he went and hide in Paris for a while. Leave? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess he did. But his fans, he, he was always going to have the same fans. Uh, but like he sort of I laid think he, low. he lost a bunch. Oh, sure, sure. I think the female, certain female audience are like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I don't need to support him. I think, um, you know, ooh, Pete Davidson has some choice words for him, it turns out. For Louis, Louis or for? They call Louis C.K. a piece of poop. Did he use the word poop or did uh, he? He go... used the, the curse word of poop. Oh, I think you're allowed to say the curse word. We don't have a parental advice. We do not. But that was back in 2020. Oh, okay. Call him a piece of shit. Well, Pete, Pete Davidson seems like a good judge of character, and I'm not being facetious about that. I, I mean, honest, he actually he actually does. He's weird. It's like I used to not like Pete Davidson, like in general, just because I was like I didn't find him that funny. But he's funny now, being him. I didn't. I didn't love his SNL. They didn't know how to use him on SNL because no, he's did not, not. He's not a skit. He's not a sketch comic. He's a. He's. Like the stuff that he did best on SNL was like when he'd pop up on Weekend Update doing he playing himself, not yeah. a character. Uh, and there have been a number of people over the years who that was their bread and butter on SNL. They were not the sketch people. Um, but uh, I I didn't love him on those. But like heck, I hell I remember him from my first uh, introduction to him was I believe it was Snoop's Comedy Central roast. Hmm. I think it was Snoop's because because Pete Davidson had a, that amazing line about how joking about the movie. Uh, oh, what was that plane? The um, this the movie Soul Snoop plane. was in. What Soul which Plane? One? Soul Plane, yeah, yeah. Where uh, Pete Davidson said that is um, that is the oh god, I, I'm going to butcher the joke, but the joke being that his father died nine eleven, and uh, oh hey Sam, hi, uh, hello. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Yeah. We were just talking about Pete Davidson and I like, making fun I like, of uh, what Snoop, Snoop Dogg at his roast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just that was he was just saying that the movie Soul Plane was the worst thing that ever happened to him involving a plane when his father, in fact, died on nine eleven. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't think he thinks about it that way. It's a bit obtuse. Hmm. True. No, I was just saying that was my first introduction to Pete Davidson, like the Comedy Central roast way back when. I don't even that was like yeah. ten years, ten more. I don't know. How are you, Sam? Yeah, it was a long time ago. You're, you're very I... color color coordinated with the wall. I like it. Oh, well, I mean that wasn't on purpose. This is our um, this is the only like <laughs> conference or phone booth that is available at work right now, and it's. Premierly themed, so. Oh, we got very oh. London esque theme going. Oh, yeah. I, I so the like other it. one, have you guys seen the other ones? The other one is a big <laughs> Save by the Bell one with a big Save by the Bell phone in the background. No. Like the basic, I need to. I need to go in there. And the other one is green with a regular like old school phone, uh. um, for from Black Phone, which just came out actually recently because we own. Well, we distribute all the Blumhouse films. Nice. Oh. I had never seen it, but it, apparently it's really good. Ethan Hawke's great in it. A figure. Uh, usually tends to do good films. Who? Blumhouse. Yeah. Oh, the production I don't, company. They like oh very good low budget scary films that mm -hmm. make you profit. They're yes. really good. They're very they're very smart company. They do like two million dollar films like max ish, yeah. and they they'll miss like my my former partner directed a movie Sorority Row for Blumhouse and that was a miss. Oh, nice. uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, all I know is the bar is set low, you know. Mm, it's fine. Yeah. So did um, did you guys go to um, Macaulay Culkin's star unveiling um, on the 
Hollywood Walk of Fame. Was that Thanksgiving? Uh, that was a few days ago. No, no, uh, I missed it. Yeah, uh, I was kind I of too. kind of shocked that he did not have one yet. I'm not. He hasn't really done much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no that's what I'm saying. I get he, it. He, he should have had one back then. Like he had a run. That run yeah, from like ninety to ninety five. That was that was impressive. Well, let's be honest. Like he had enough uh, issues uh, going on at that point in time with his family. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the all time. Sponsor him, right? Uh, well, you have to be you. You have to be nominated, uh, right. and then once once your uh, nomination is approved, you have to pay. It used to be ten grand. I don't know what it is now, but yeah. generally speaking, that ten grand is covered by the studios, yeah. so that they're not paying out of pocket. But you'd think early, early to mid nineties, Macaulay Culkin could have gotten nominated. They've nominated. They put kid stars on the walk before. And it was, yeah, it, no. I was shocked by the, the, not backlash, but on the, in the Twitter world, the number of people that, oh, they were like, why is a kid who is in a holiday movie 30 years ago get a star? Like they have no knowledge of his career. Otherwise, they just think he was only the kid from Home Alone. Like he, yeah. he made, a, he made a lot uh, of movies. I mean, yeah, he's made a lot of movies. But not just... recently, that's the problem. No, not recently. Uh, well, he's uh, been working. But, uh, but as an adult, like he's. And that was another thing is a lot of people were shocked to see him as an adult, those who did know who he was, because he, well, he does age as we all as we all do. And the thing was this funny. Is the thing. I'm sorry, like his brothers had a renaissance and mm. people like forget about that because you can't talk about Karen Colton without talking about Macaulay. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, they're That's both in the, the same movie. Well, what's yeah. that? They're both in Home Alone. Well, yeah, they were. Or is that they Corey? Right, but I'm just. Was that Corey? No, no, no you're right. No, you're, you're right. He would, it was Kieran. Played the little um, little cousin. Yeah. No, um, I'm saying that like, um, whenever people bring up Kieran Culkin, like it's his last name. Like you're just automatically reminded of Macaulay, regardless. And that's kind of like a blessing and a curse for Kieran because he obviously has his own career and he's actually doing great. He's great in Secession. Like he's mm. great in like a lot of his movies. I love. Like, oh yeah. Like you know. I was surprised. I mean, he, he he didn't become a bigger star like when he was doing like Igby Goes Down, or he was right. he was so good in Scott Pilgrim against the versus the world yeah. against the world. Um, like I'm surprised he didn't blow up more then. Like he blew up with Succession, but like he's been doing stuff for a very long time. I think yeah. So it's kind of if uh, if you're gonna look at it with Kieran, he went very indie. He stuck indie. Like he stayed yeah. in his lane there, and it worked it, in the long game. It worked for him. Sure. So. And the, the third, there's a third brother, Rory, Rory that's who it. also is a is a does a lot of indie stuff. And they he looks exactly like if if Kieran Culkin had long hair, that's what that's Rory. Like they all look pretty much the same. But you know it was but, cool. I mean, but the fact that he like you know was with what's her name for so long and they don't really talk about it. Yeah, Amelia Kunis, and then like he's with Brenda Song, and they have like, they have like two kids. Like mm-hmm. I love Brenda Song. I do too. So I don't know. Like I feel like he's still kind of relevant, but he's just been doing a couple bit parts here and there for on different shows, which which is totally fine. I mean, good for him. I feel like, I mean, he, I don't know how many residuals he's getting from Home Alone, but like he needs to make money. You know? still, that's, like, that's forever. He will get residuals for Home Alone I'm because sure, it's a yeah, Christmas movie. I'm sure movie. he does and, money wise. I'm sure he's okay money wise. Uh, I hope so. You never yeah. know. People like you know. 
Well, I deal with their finances sometimes. That's, well, especially he had that problem, like you said, with the family issues, Hugh, where his yeah. dad was the ultimate nightmare stage father. Like he was one of those those um, uh, uh, cautionary tales mm. of uh, what a stage parent can be. So who knows? Maybe he didn't make out with a lot of money. I remember towards the end of his run, I think the last big movie he did was the Getting Even with Dad, where Ted Danson oh. played Oh, dad. back in that era. And I recall that, no, no, it was Richie Rich. That I recall he got paid $5 million for Richie Rich, which at the time was an insane amount of money for an actor to get. So I hopefully he invested that well. Who knows? Okay, so, uh, yeah, getting even with Dad was 94. It was the Page Master as well. No, I like that. And Richie Rich all came out in 94. Um, He had a Michael Jackson video greatest hit. Just remember he had that face with Michael. Oh yeah, and yeah, he was in the black and black or white video. Sonic in fact, that was, that was that was another thing I was surprised to see of like his guests at his Walk of Fame was one was Paris Jackson, who is his goddaughter. So he and Michael were that close that he is a of godfather. He's very close. One of, ch- one of his children. He's very close to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, and then it, yeah. Then the re the rebirth of Macaulay was Party Monster. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that another attendee at this was uh, Seth Green because they are very good close friends because they did Party Monster. Yeah. So, so the oh, and he was the best part of Saved. I oh love yeah, that absolutely. Movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. That he was great. That was a uh, uh, oh, was it Ava a, Amore a great movie. in that. So good. Is who? Ava. Well, I'm trying to think who. Yeah, Ava, Ava Murray. Yeah, the two best parts of the movie were Macaulay Culkin and Ava Murray. Yeah. Um, who she kind of she kind of fell off a little. Well, she dead. had a. I mean, she, a kid like usually yeah and it could, it could have been by choice it totally could have been by choice uh her her mom is going through it right now mm. uh susan sarandon she's having a she's having a bad run she made an unfortunate speech uh a week or two ago and has been getting dropped from everything oh boy. like her from her management team like her agency dropped her and now she's getting dropped from movies uh what she she was at a pro-palestine rally which that's one you know that's fine but like the what she said is um i'm paraphrasing i can't think of the exact wording but she basically said that the jewish folks are now getting a taste of how muslims have felt forever in this country so it was all but saying like jewish people deserve anti-semitism it was it was worded very poorly and it was taken taken very and she acknowledges now how she doesn't she's not She's just saying like that, that, you know, like the Islamophobia has been so bad in this country that it's like, you know, she's saying like, now you're complaining about anti-Semitism when Islamophobia has been around forever. And it was not a good thing to say. And she's not backing down from the, her general point. She is acknowledging that she worded it terribly, which is true. But I feel like her, you know, her, her outspoken views have gotten on, gotten her on the wrong side of things for a while now. Uh, what was it? The... Well, she's very political. I mean, she always yeah, she, she, oh, she and Tim Robbins. I, mean, she, I miss her and Tim Robbins as a couple. I that's that was uh, she's been down. Yeah, I've not yeah, liked her since. There's then. a question for you. What are the what's the couple that you kind of miss? Like you think of like a Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid type thing. When that you is see, so funny. You just said that because that was going to be my my because those thing, are like the it, couples you think of, like that that kind of. And that Russell Crowe screwed that one up, or I guess Meg Ryan kind of screwed that one. Up. Well, I feel like aren't they still? I mean, for my couple, they're still together. I think it's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, right? They're still oh, together. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a, they're still. I love them. I love yeah, them. Yeah, they. Yeah, if they broke. I mean, they if they broke up or like, even though she's not as well known, but like a Rita Wilson, Tom Hanks, like if a couple that's just that beloved, yeah. or um, heck, I was hell, I was upset when um when uh, Chris um, 
Pratt and Anna Ferris broke up because that was a fun co- or uh, Will Arnett and Amy Poehler. That was that's oh, a, that's that was a, good that was a couple. couple that I loved. That's weird. So, yeah, there's it, it's weird how you can think about it. You're like, oh, that was a good that was a couple I liked. It's like uh, Melissa McCarthy and her husband can't remember his name. The uh, character actor from he's yeah. in everything. He's, he's the best. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I I can't think of his name either. But yeah, he's. I'm sure if I. I'm sure there are plenty. Ben of something. Ben Ben something. But ben, um, ben Falcone. Ben Falcone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but like short-lived couple that I really liked. Cindy Crawford and Richard Gere. Oh, that was good. That was good. I love them. You know, if obviously I, they both moved on and have like you know successful relationships with other people. Obviously, Cindy Crawford and what's his name, um, was, Randy Gerber. But like, I love them together. By the way, yeah. found Cindy out Crawford. where that gerbil rumor came from. Sly Stallone started that dribble. Yeah, moment. they those two hate each other. They've hate those two have hated that, each other. Did he admit to it? Yeah, they they've those two guys have hated each other for forty years. Why? And and Stallone said well, they did a movie together in like the late seventies, early eighties. I can't recall the name of the movie. And Stallone to this day uh, holds a grudge because evidently he was wearing some sort of fancy. Stallone was wearing like really expensive fancy pants, and he and he and Gear got into it, and somehow a hot dog with mustard got spilled onto his pants and ruined the fancy pants. pants? They're fancy it's pants. All about the fancy pants. So Stallone has been holding on to this grudge for forty years. I didn't realize that he started the gerbil thing. What are the what? Well, talk surprised. about an all-time great rumor about somebody that is. Well, no, that and the um, the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis being hermaphrodite. They're just such random rumors. Why? Why is that like a thing? I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't. I don't. I don't. People and are she bitter in the very, industry. She may very well be. I don't know, but it was just an odd. You just it, have to ask Christopher Guest. He might know. He might know. Well, he should know. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine he probably does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Now, see, now he, you got me trying to think of other couples, but um, I'll, uh, Emily Blunt and. Um, What's his face? Oh, John Krasinski. That's a good one. That's, that's a although, new, that's a newer although one. Emily Emily Blunt says that she gets so much shit in public, like people just people have the boldness and the confidence to go up to her and say she wishes that John and Pam, like Pam and John Krasinski and and um, I can't think of who's the actress who plays Pam. Why am I drawing a blank from The Office? Oh, because um, she's Pam from The Office. Pam from okay. Oh Jenna yeah, yeah, Fisher. yes, yeah, Jenna Fisher. Like people want them to be a couple so badly in real life that people come up to Emily Blunt, basically saying like, "I wish your husband was with this fictional character," which that's that's, that sucks. But that you know that happens in shows. Like you want the couples to be together. You know, in real well, you know life. what's interesting is that um, on the flip side, like I feel like for whatever reason, even though she has done nothing really, like people don't like Hugh Jackman's ex-wife for whatever reason, and I think it's just because she's a little overweight. She used to not be. She used to be yeah. like, way more famous than him before they started dating. Um, and people don't understand how they're together. I mean, granted, they just broke up. But I'm like, she's awesome. Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, why do people hate on, on, on I don't know. There's she's a not weird... a normie. She's an actress. People have a weird she's thing, like, where, where, like, for whatever reason, they decide that somebody, some spouse is not good enough for their, that celebrity. Like uh, uh, Richard Richard Gere, speaking of him, his wife, who he's been married to forever, right. um, Carrie Lowell, I think her name is. She was a Bond girl. She was in one of the Timothy Dalton Bond movies. I can't recall which one. Yeah, yeah and she's she, hot. She, 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 well, that's the thing is that that people don't think she is anymore. 
they're like, oh my God, well, she's she's aged. Why is Richard Gere still with her? And it always happens this way with man, famous man and the wife. They give shit. Um, uh, you could say the same for Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, oh, yeah. exactly the same. Uh, and it sucks. Like, that sucks. Oh, I think uh, um, uh, Rob Lowe gets that sometimes. Like, his wife is a known, de- uh, like, jewelry designer, but she's not necessarily a known celebrity. Well, she was no, a hair. She was a makeup artist. Yeah, she was a hair. Yeah, she was a makeup hair hairstylist, uh, makeup person. But now she has like a line of jewelry. Um, but people said the same thing. They're like, "Wow, Rob Lowe is with her," and it's like, "Shut up, shut up." That sucks. That's imagine how that hears for that person. That that you know to hear that about them. But I mean, all these people aren't like bad looking. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. No, no, not at all. Um, Oh, oh, you're talking about the... Carrie Lowell, Richard Gere's second wife. It looks oh, like. they, uh, yeah. She's now ma- not... He's now married to another person. But Carrie... oh, he's not married to. The... They're not married anymore. Oh, okay. uh, no. But Pierce, uh, Bro- Pierce Brosnan's still married to to his wife, right? Yeah. He he. Okay. They divorced back in tw- uh, 2013. He remarried to Ali- Alejandra Silva in 2018. Now Carrie Lowell was in uh, our friend of the show, Anthony Stark's Bond. Which one was that? Was that um, I can't. I mean, it's. License, it's wild, it's wild I can't kill. remember because Dalton was only in two. Yeah, License and to I Kill never, was his I always favorite. Get them confused. Favorite Dalton film. Fantastic. It's where uh, oh, Shark actually eats like, a person. Uh, he was a good Bond. R-rated he, he doesn't, Bond? doesn't get the credit for being a good Bond. Um, oh, another couple. Because, you, as Sam, you mentioned Hugh, so I was thinking you might have said Hugh Grant, but him and Liz Hurley. Oh, that was oh, a good couple. Well, What's that? Have you... Well, he, I, he he broke that. that he, really well, they stayed together for a little bit longer, but you're right. No, yeah. he, he, he definitely did. I also uh, respect he, Hugh, Hugh Grant for, you know, taking his lick, going on the Leno show yeah. that night or like yeah. that week. A very, very soon. And Jay Leno got right to the point and actually asked the question, what in the hell were you thinking? Uh, because Well, because Hugh, Hugh Grant at the time was promoting a movie. He did, was doing nine months with Julianne oh, Moore, Julianne which Moore. was not a great movie. No. Not a great movie. Uh, have you did you see what what Hugh Grant said? I think yesterday or the day it it he's he's basically promoting uh um was it Wonka? Is that what it's called? Wonka? Yeah, Wonka. The, the new, but he's doing his Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant's just a cr- an old crank. Sorry. He's always been an old cranky man, but now he's like leaning more into it. Um, and he was he basically is all but said he hated making Wonka. He's like it was the most miserable experience of my life. He's supposed to be promoting the movie because he plays an Oompa Loompa in it. Oh, but God. he's doing the opposite. He's talking about how much he hated making it. But he acknowledged, he said, I hated making it, but I have a lot of kids and I needed the money. So at least he's being honest about it. How Wait, many kids does he have? Who, who, what? Wait, are you talking about Hugh Grant? Yeah. yeah. I didn't like yeah. making it. Yeah, well, that he kind of he kind of had to explain it after the fact that it wasn't specific to he didn't hate necessarily the movie itself. He hated do he had to do the motion capture stuff. He said that was the most miserable experience of his life. But he also acknowledged right after they said, I don't really like acting. He's like, I don't like making any movie. No, but he, he's, he's like become like a very like, I don't want to say reclusive, but like. He's just like, whatever, I'll do this because I need money kind of person, which is fine. Like, did you ever watch The Undoing? The Undoing is great. Oh, no, like, no, but yeah. I, I remembered it. It wasn't about, like, a murder or something? It's like a true crime kind of thing, yeah. like, you know, um, and he's great in it. But, like, and the thing is, he's a good actor. I watch Bridget Jones every year for the well, holidays. Oh, my God, love action. It's, hol- it's my favorite holiday movie. Well, one of my favorite holiday movies. 
and um like yeah he's gotten older but he still looks great he's still yeah, like he's done he's so like many a... movies and i just feel like this is like something that he's kind of good at and he's just going to do it until you know because he needs to make money and that's it but he you know got remarried and, and has he has like little kids so yes. that's you know on him he's got five <laughs> Kids. But he's he's always been an old crank. Like he he's never been like particularly. Yeah, that's true. It is the British thing. But he's never like if you see interviews of him, he's never been particularly friendly. Like, like even though the characters he plays are always like these these painfully nice men, well, but that's, that's not really. Acting. It's true. That's why it is called acting. It's a good point. Well, I mean, the best part uh, about Bridget Jones is that he is kind of an asshole in it, which I like. Yes, I. I saw the first one. I never were there one. Was there one sequel or two? There's three. There's two, unfortunately. You don't have to. You don't have to watch any of the sequels. The first one's the only one that exists. I I, I will agree with you on that one, Sam. It is pretty bad otherwise. Um, I I have not, I have not really seen any movies in a long time. Uh, anything certainly anything new. I have no idea. What's well, I mean, I guess Wonka's coming out. I don't know if I want to see Wonka. Uh, I'm going to see it because it's part of a kid's birthday party. No. Okay, well, I, I get that. Has um, has Kira seen the the like the original or the the? She's it's in Burton one. Seems the, a little dark for a kid. No, she's seen the Gene Wilder one, but she hasn't seen the Tim Burton one. We, okay, I think we started watching the, the Tim Burton one, which is not as dark as you think it. It's a bit well, no, lighter but, than the original. Well, the Gene, in a way. the Gene Wilder low key gets dark. dark like you yeah. did not yeah. like that. You did not see because that. you don't really know what happens to the kids do they die yeah no. well in the, i feel like in the tim burton one they actually addressed that the kids were really screwed up afterwards it was kind of a joke in the gene wilder one like you assumed that augustus gloop got out of the tube and, and they fished they fished you? group assault out of the out of the whatever trash she went into and and violet beauregard you assume she got dejuiced but you never saw it no it's hopefully a... my, hopefully mike tv was got out of his mom's purse and was you know, re, re, back to full size. I mean, that's when Josh would make a joke about like, well, that's like, what depends on like that. That's all the different flavors of the chocolate. Like, so, it's okay. that's true. Because that's, true. that's that's Josh, and that's what he does. But let's be honest, Roll Doll was a messed up human being. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, his shit was like, dark. All of the stuff like is beloved now, but I'm just like, like the witches is so messed up. Yeah. Oh my god, I know they re they did a, they like a reboot it, yeah. recently, but that that old movie with like Angelica Houston, that yeah, scary. That was nightmare fuel. Well, you think okay, so you did have James and the Giant Peach, BFG, which was I had never watched BFG. Like I'm, that was didn't Spielberg, didn't Spielberg make didn't Spielberg that? Spielberg made that, that one. Was it all animated or was it just partially? Animated? Partially, I believe. Okay. So uh, it's just like one of those ones where I'm like, oh, I'll check that out. They're never done. Fantastic Mr. Fox won't watch because I'm I'm done with uh, Anderson. Yeah, um, that was, I gave up. I just I, he's too what I liked his early stuff. Sam, I, love, he, I mean, I, I'm, I watched them, you know, like um, Rushmore Royal and um, Royal Tenenbaums. The, Royal Tenenbaums is about where I, I lost it on him. Like, I didn't like anything he did after that, which uh, was which is very early on. You didn't like career. Grand Budapest Hotel? No, he just gets, he's too quirky now. Like he's leaning. He's, kind of in, he's a, in it. That's, like, that's in the same his life. Way, like a lot of directors do that where they yeah, get a reputation. Yeah, if that was a girl and she's too quirky, that'd be a different story. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd be fine then, with then it. it. Then it'd be Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Zoe Deschanel is too quirky. Um, 
No, the um, he became a parody. Like all, a lot of directors, he's not the only one. John Woo. John Woo became a parody of himself, and he leaned into it. Like people always made fun of doves in slow motion, and then by the John end, John Woo has not done anything bad ever in his life. No, no, no. I, love I love John, John Woo. So I love John Woo, but he really like he leaned into the doves in slow motion and all the. Um, yeah. uh, Michael Bay leans into like the flare. Oh, no, the, it's JJ uh, yeah. Abr- Abrams is the flares, right? Even his yeah, wife. Michael, said Michael that's Bay enough. loves the spin around shot from. Like, like a helicopter so he does that in all his movies uh, it's not unusual for a director i just think that i don't like wes anderson he's too quirky i don't like it. his movies have gotten just over the top quirky like i that that newest one he did the one i don't recall what it was named asteroid city i think it was called yes it was they yeah. came out really like i watched that i'm like no to wes anderson i can't do it which is weird because his early stuff like rushmore and i mean royal tenenbaums is where he start, first started getting quirky i don't feel like rushmore was at all in no. his first movie bottle rocket fantastic I loved bottle rocket it was that incredible was, well you do realize what the the common theme is right there which the, it, he worked he was writing with owen wilson at the time yeah yeah and he was using luke too yeah bottle rocket was the first thing i'd ever seen owen in i was like this guy is awesome i'm gonna say something that people probably won't like but i I didn't think Rush, Rushmore was okay. It wasn't great. That's fine. I could see uh, why you know, not a huge like anyone could be not a fan of it. It's, I loved Jason Schwartzman in it. He was he Bill was Murray great. was the one for me. I was like he crushed it. Yeah. Like if there was a role, I love Bottle Rock. Yeah, Bottle Rock is like everyone's go to. I'm like oh, I I take it back. I like Life Aquatic too. Oh, that one's that one's good. So I, I, I you know, he should have said intern on it. Sam, I'm going tonight. I'm going to see The Abyss at a movie, at the, at a movie theater. Are you going by yourself? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I'm going by myself. Wait, wait. Is it only out for a certain amount? Of One time? day. I think I today. Told, did I tell you about this? Did I, I don't. This? I don't know. Maybe, but it's out today. Is the only day it's out. And Why? they, they um, James Cameron did it in 4K, so it's like this super super HD. Um, it's not been in the theater Why? for 40 years. No, 30 years. It came out in like 89 or 90. Uh, and yeah, I saw. Why this, only one day? I don't know. And I, I don't know why today. I don't know why today has any significance, but I saw that and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to go see well, it. Well, I'm sure it has a significance. It's a freaking Wednesday. Like, I'm sure it's probably like the day that it came out or something. You know like what I mean? The, like the sixth. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a James Cameron movie that does not get enough love. It is so good. And I assume I it's, I assume it's the director's cut. Him. Like he, he, he did a director's cut after the fact that was like a half hour longer and, and dealt more with the alien stuff at the end. I assume this is the director's cut, but I'm not sure. You have to tell me because I'm like the alien stuff is like so minute of a story point, and it's like it was bizarre because yeah, the movie has two plots. There's the Michael Biehn is the crazy Navy SEAL who's trying to steal steal a nuke. That that plot alone could be a movie, and then all of a sudden he throws aliens in, like it's bizarre. Uh, Were the aliens before the? Uh, you see, the, well, no, at the beginning, you don't know what's going on. Like that sub at the beginning right. um, sinks because you don't know it's an alien at the time. Yes. And then there's that weird water face that comes through, you know, that, that was like the, that was like one of the first true CGI movies, like that used like high tech CGI. It was that water thing. Um, but you don't realize that's an alien at the time, but I'm excited. I have, I have not, I've never seen it in the theater and I'm going to go. So there you go. I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. I wish that it was like released for like a week because I I uh, I would be able to see it this weekend probably. But if it's just one yeah, day, I, what the heck? I really don't know. I should. I, I'm sure there's something behind it, but I I don't know why it's a day, one day. 
Um, but yeah, this will be the. I mean, I, I this will be the first movie I've seen since maybe uh, Fast and the Furious this summer. I can't. I can't recall. I can't recall the last one I see it. Saw it might have been. It might have been Garden, Guardians Three. I don't know. It's been a while. I just don't go to movies anymore. I was. I was supposed to go see Trolls, but that that has been. Uh... Kibosh. It's actually really good. Yeah, but it, it? The, the the dad like took for a kids him. film. The dad took mm-hmm. him, so it's like, oh, okay, don't have to go to that. Like, yeah, for a kids film, it was actually it was they made it very kind of parent friendly because there's a lot of boy band jokes that you know people our age would totally understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's just silly. It's a silly you know sequel movie, but I, it was a lot of fun. The music's fun, so it's perfect for kids. When does Wonka? So you, when is the Wonka birthday party? Oh, the 16th. Like when does, I don't even know when that movie comes out. I imagine soon. They're doing so much press for it. Soon. Um, it's next week. Uh, Sam, do you have any big uh, birthday plans besides uh, Benny Hanna, obviously? Um, I'm going to see Depeche Mode right after. Ooh, Benny uh, jealous. That's, that's pretty big. Wait, you're going to say? I mean, it wasn't planned that way. It wasn't like, oh, I'm doing this for my birthday. It was just like we literally bought the tickets. Like my friend bought the tickets like eight months ago. Where's it at the bowl? No, bowl doesn't do winter shows. No, right? it's too cold. Yeah, um, it's at the forum. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. They're performing at Crypto too, which is great for them because it's huge. But I like the forum because it's smaller. Mm. Oh, the forum! I I won't. The only show I ever saw at the forum was the Backstreet Boys. Uh, but it was <laughs> all, yeah, you're right. It's a great. It's because it doesn't with have your like roommates. Uh, with my roommates. I saw it for free. We start with opening act Mandy Moore. Great show. We sat right by Sinbad. We were sitting right by a comedian Sinbad. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a great night. Great night. Uh, I'm trying to think. But, like, uh, that, what, what have I seen at Forum? They redid the Forum since then, by the way. It's, it's nicer. Uh, Is it? I went to go see the Black Keys recently. Ish. Yeah, but it just sucks because, like, SoFi is there. They're building a new Clipper Stadium there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really not much parking on purpose, which is stupid. They're like, SoFi has barely any parking. They want you to take public transportation or Uber or whatever, but they don't make it easy for you to mm-hmm. do any of those things. Um, but I want to say there's a Chargers game that day, like, oh, earlier no, in the day. So I'm hoping that, like, it doesn't overlap. It, well, fortunately, no, nobody goes. Well, no, the op- the opposing fans go to Chargers games. They, I don't think LA has Chargers. Have you ever met an LA Chargers fan? Like in LA, like, like L- in, really, like like from the LA. Like I feel like LA fans, if they're not from somewhere else, latched onto the Rams. They didn't really latch onto the Chargers. No, 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 no. It's like no, but at, for a while the Rams were gone in St. Louis, so like yeah. Chargers were the closest. That's true. Okay. Uh, now, with all this, as the Chargers fan in this former, aren't you a former Chargers? No, fan? No, I'm still a Chargers fan. I still hate, okay. hate myself. I, okay. At least I don't root from a team from Cleveland. That's fair. That would be the Rams. What does that mean? The Rams yeah. Yeah, originated he in like, Cleveland. He, he likes to bring up that. The... And uh, the Chargers actually originated in Los Angeles. One of the few teams that actually originated in the city. The Raiders. Uh, no, uh, Raiders. Raiders started in Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Sam, your uh, your Niners are um, doing they're good. good. They're really, really. They're good. doing. Yeah, good. they're mine until they until they they, they, they start losing again. But yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm until I'm done yeah. Them. That was they, a great game. I was really nervous, and you know what sucks? I couldn't watch the game because I didn't have whatever. Like I the the Rams or the Chargers or Rams game was on instead because oh. that's the local Fox. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the local Fox. Um, affiliate and yeah. so I was so like annoyed because I I was at home and I um 
was with Rezzy and she wasn't feeling that great. So like I put her down for a nap, but then she wouldn't let me leave. And I was like looking at the score on my phone and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like I would much rather be at a bar watching this right now um, if, if I could, but I thought that I was able to watch it at home. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. And then I couldn't. So that was the frustrating part of it, but um, it's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, they're a good team. I mean, when they're healthy, they're fantastic. When if like one or two people are injured, like it's just a question mark, obviously with the three games that we lost, you know, like mm -hmm. it was just, it's nice, but you know, we were this good last year and then the last game yeah. or yeah. the championship game. Well, yeah, because you ran out of you ran out of quarterbacks. But obviously but honestly, like uh, I'm happy that this happened the way that it did because like I just hate like I'm friends with Eagles fans and they they don't like say shit to me because they're nice about it. But like most Eagles fans are the worst. Mm -hmm. And I'm I, glad I love, that we could kind of shut them up for a while. I love how yeah. everyone has a fan base that they hate the most. And it's like Eagles, Usually the, Eagles. the Cowboys yeah. fans. It's and like Cowboys, Cowboys, Raiders Cowboys fans. fans. Cowboys and fans Patriots. are bad. Raiders fans are horrible. They can't, they can't say anything right now. Hell, so. well, I mean, well, no, the, the worst for a while there was Patriots fans. Oh, they were, they were they just They got annoying. so entitled. But now, yeah. now they've been knocked down a few pegs because yeah. their team sucks again. Uh, Good for them. I know, do enjoy I, the fact I'm that happy. they're back to the eighty standard of losing a game to the Chargers 6 nothing. You're like, wow. Yeah, that How was bad a of a wild, game was that? that was a wild score for a football game, the, six to nothing. The funny thing is that the Patriots lost three games in a row, only by ten points or less. That's it, incredibly it, like that hasn't happened since like the nineteen thirties. The wild thing is, I don't. I I I spent twenty years hating the Patriots because of what they did to the Rams. We watched that game together, Sam, at our apartment senior year when they beat the Rams. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember. That was what yeah, you were cheering for the Patriots just to be mean. Um, well, and also like Mike likes them. Yeah, that's true. Mike, Mike, I'll give Mike credit. He's Mike's been the day one Patriots fan. You remember he used to wear his tri corner hat to the den. Yes. Oh wait, once he came with a tri corner hat and a little plastic musket. I don't think they loved him walking around with the plastic musket, although it was comically small. So I don't think anybody thought it was a real gun. <laughs> but his tri corner hat was hysterical. But I hated the Patriots. I wonder if he still has it. Oh, I'm sure he did. No, I think I, if I recall, he lost it on a drunken day there. Uh, right. But I hated the Patriots for 20 years, and now that they suck again, I don't. I'm, I'm like kind of pulling for them. I think it was the. I think I hated Brady. That was the thing. So I once the Brady left, it was I, mostly I, Brady. Um, I'm indifferent. Indifferent. Yeah. Well, because I mean, Brady is polarizing. Yes. Yes. The whole. I mean, he's the whole good. Thing. Don't get me wrong. Like. Skill-wise, good, he's, but he's still he like him. he's still teasing that he might come back, which is just a no. Just go, stop, just stop doing that. Just stop. Go, go do your thing. Like you already lost your wife and probably your kids. Like just and, do something. And he's he's already gone on to date like multiple models since Giselle. So like he he's doing fine. He's doing just. I'm fine. not worried about his love life. He'll be fine. But I'm just saying, like you already kind of lost like the most important things in your life and football. Um, I just don't think that like. He can't. He can't compete against all the young guys. Just that's just the way it is. I mean, look yeah. at LeBron. LeBron's getting older too. You know, hey, he's like, still holding in there, LeBron. He's hanging on, but like you know, there's a lot of like younger, faster. Oh yeah. Like, huh? Literally being drafted, like every year. You know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, like I'm a huge Hawkins fan because UCLA. He's yeah. I love I him. Him and oh, he's, love he's, together. Yeah. He's so cute. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I forgot that love yeah. is on. Oh. Oh, yeah, now that we got to get, they got to get Westbrook. And I don't know if there are any other big UCLA players still in the league. Uh, um, did Drew, did Drew, Holland, I, know, 
Oh, Zach Levine, of course. He's still doing it. What, did Drew Holiday go to UCLA? I know the ho- I know yes. another yes. Holiday brother did. I didn't rec- I couldn't remember if both did. You know what? That's funny. Like um I think so, but I don't know. There's a lot there's actually a lot of UCLA players that are in the the pros. We've been we've had a good we've had a good run over the last hell that our freshman year the the starting lineup in our freshman year four of the five players went to the NBA you don't not many college teams can say that. Well, that's the thing. Like, whatever happened to Drew Timmy? Like, he was our biggest adversary. Did he even get drafted from Gonzaga? You know who I'm talking about? No, no. I, I, I think he plays in like Europe now. What's his like, name? he's what. Uh, I forgot how you spell his name. Timmy. Um, Tim, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, he, hold on. Um, he was. Oh, that happens a lot. He went undrafted in the 23 NBA draft, just so you know. He's one of those, but he was—he's one of those guys who was an incredible college player and just did not have the right size and game to play in the pros. But he was incredible in college. That yeah, happens a lot. Yes, by ba- they keep—they keep barely beating us, and that's what drives me crazy about them. Yeah. They're annoying. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it is. It is what it is. Hey, you know what? At least we beat USC in football, and that is all that matters well yeah and that's the thing like they didn't do that great either i'm like we're doing like i'm so mad because like we are bowl eligible and they're like okay we're going to the la bowl against boise state but oh, it's that December what... 16th, which which is literally like in a in a, like two weeks and i'm yeah. like I, can't, I already have plans and stuff and it's at sofi which is great but like are there that many ucla fans that are going to fill sofi no. like i just we don't we don't, don't have know. ucla fans that fill up the road it is. It, it, I mean, it's we different get, in SoFi though. Like, no, like, I know. People would go to SoFi, but we get so much shit like from people online, UCLA fans, because every time the Rose, the UCLA games on TV, they can't pan out because the Rose Bowl is so empty. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's it's, a, have them drive an hour away from their. Yeah, I don't think people people don't under people don't understand that. But I I feel like when we were there. The people who listen to the show understand that because every time we talk about the Rose Bowl, you guys bring out the fact that it's an hour away from campus. It's too far. It is far. But I feel like like, I can't like roll out of bed, like you know, when I'm a a USC Trojan, and then just roll out of bed and go tailgate at the Coliseum, which is like five minute walk from my apartment. You know what I mean? Like that's just the nature of LA and and the way it is. But it's hard also because, like, we have. I don't know. Like, I'm not a big Chip Kelly fan. Like, we've just yes. been inconsistent. Like, we went, I went during the Kid McDown years, mm-hmm. and we were packed. It was packed. Yeah, like, yeah. The USC UCLA game was packed. Um, but yeah, really I don't know. Like it's that. just, and they, they, they still bust a lot of the, the, the students and stuff, and, and they do a lot of stuff, but it's just really hard to get people to go because traffic always sucks, parking sucks, because you have to pay for parking like a lot, and you have to walk all the way across the field. It's like a whole process. It takes up your entire day. And Uber's, like, the cell phone reception is so bad that Ubers are, are nearly impossible. It's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare all around. But I will say this, the student section is always full, so at least we get we get credit for that. It's the rest of it that's empty. It's pretty much just uh, just George Plato and, and Andrea's family are the yeah. only ones at the yeah. game. Well, this is the thing. It's like, there's so many other things to do in L.A., Fine. Like, there's nothing to do in Ohio State. There's nothing oh, to no, do there's nothing to Michigan, do anywhere in the really. Midwest. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Go, go so be miserable outside for Florida. three hours, four hours, whatever it is. I, I would never, ever, ever, ever again go to a winter game outside again. It's awful. It's the, yeah, the most miserable thing I've ever experienced in my life. Now, the last time I did this, I was a child. And Dan Marino was the quarterback of the Dolphins, and Ken O'Brien Aww. was the quarterback of the Jets. And this is where mm-hmm. he was wearing that uh, big... 
like ski boot. It was mm, at post torn no, Achilles, <laughs> and it was it was. Oh God! It, it was a giant stadium. It was uh... the only the only cold I've, I've ever been in cold weather games is the first year the Rams came to St. Louis before they built their travesty of a dome. Mm. They played at Bush Stadium where the Cardinals play. So that was a that was an entire winter outside, and that sucks because it was it was bench yeah. metal bench seating, yeah, and it was fun. just cold as hell. Mm-mm. No, I love football. Not like that. Not not. not I think all cold that. teams should have domes. It should be you're spending billions of dollars. You know, like. Oh my God, Allegiant Stadium is amazing. Which one's that it's, one? Um, That's Vegas. The right. uh, Las Vegas. Oh yeah, I was by it the other day before the F one. Well, it's it's not even like I mean it does get cold, but it's more of like the heat mm. is a factor there because it gets so hot in Vegas mm. and it's amazing. Like, are they building well, an indoor baseball stadium? No, the, no. That's the thing is that when the A's go there eventually. Uh, they're building it's an outdoor stadium but they've got it's kind of the same way Hugh that the all the stadiums in Qatar had this like it for the World Cup had this like cutting edge ways to keep the fans cool right like they're doing this for the stadium it's an outdoor stadium but they're gonna have some sort of weird canopy that like keeps the fans cool okay we'll see how that works in a hundred yeah yeah it's a, Vegas, it's a dry heat as they say, it's a very dry heat, but it's an unfortunate. Freaking still 120 heat. degrees, people. This, this was it hot? Know. Was it hot when you went a few weeks ago? No, it was. It was quite cool, actually. It was colder than it was here, and that, I don't recall if we talked about it after the fact. But man, that F1 race was a bit of a nightmare. I, I didn't. No, we didn't talk. Well, I guess the, we'll talk about it next week. It's already the, the, two weeks, one of, three weeks. Past. Yeah, well, but one a a car blew up because it ran over a manhole cover that popped up. Like that's probably not something that should no. happen. No, and then he get fined. Like the like, oh, it was in qualifying or, or practice. One of the drivers drove over a manhole cover that kind of popped up after, as he was driving over it, and the car, the engine blew up behind. He was okay, he was fine, but it, it like if you watch the video, the car just turns into a ball of flames. It was be, it was just because of this stupid manhole cover, eh. which is you feel like the, it mean, was they an spent utter so disaster long, there. But they like, feel like they spent know, so long. Manholes have ruined things for years. Uh, that's true. That's true. Okay, on that fine cracking joke, we're gonna get out of here. So. That was bad. I'm sorry. No, no, please. I like it. All of this is bad sometimes. Sam, that was better than most. Like that was definitely better than I've come up with in years to come or years before. So. Yeah, too bad we didn't like talk about any of our agenda items today. It's a joke because we have no agenda. No, items. no, that's good. <laughs> you know what? It's part. It's part of the charm. We, we miss all the political oh, but stuff. Oh, I was so. going to tell you. Oh, sorry, Hugh. No, 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 you're fine. We're going to get going, though. I was going to tell you, Nate, like, if your mom, like, the waitress is going to be released only for this weekend, and it's the, the Broadway version of it with Sarah Burles, I know your mom likes it, so yeah. maybe she'll go watch it. Oh, I, she would like that.